welcome to our podcast, Go Ahead Mama. I'm Danielle. And I'm Kate. And we're exploring the weirdness and awesomeness of motherhood, one story at a time. Connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Tumblr at Go Ahead Mama. Hey, everyone. It's Danielle and Kate. Hey there. And we are here with our very first episode of Go Ahead, Mama, which is my corny way of introducing our new podcast, talking about all things related to the craziness that is parenthood, but specifically motherhood. So we are going to be talking and collecting stories and really here you'll be hearing a lot of Kate and I just babble and vent about our amazing, wonderful children that are driving us crazy sometimes. But <laughs> this is going to be so awesome. And we're so excited to learn about other women who are experiencing this and just get a sense of what motherhood looks like from as many perspectives as possible. So, Kate, that is exactly what we need to talk about because I do not feel, I feel like now I feel a little bit more like myself, but it's taken me a really long time to even get a glimpse that there was a person before my little one. Yeah. Yeah. Sleep deprivation is really efficient <laughs> at wiping you. <laughs> like we're, we're kind of like POWs after a certain point where your brain just gets cleared out and you you forget who you are you know, it's just the process of rebuilding. So it's going to be helpful for everyone that listens or anyone that listens, but it's really going to be cathartic for Kate and I, apparently. But we hope that you can get something out of it as well. But so we figured we'll try to have topics that are relatable, you know, but I think the first one that we wanted to just get across was just like the idea of what we were expecting and and what anxieties we had prior to having our children. And then now that we have them, were those expectations met? Were those anxieties real? So I know that we're probably going to be asking a lot of women to share their stories, but we thought it was only fair to share ours first. And because I'm a jerk of a friend, I had Kate spew all of her expectations onto our blog, which you can read for yourself. She did an awesome job. Um, But Kate, I think we should start with you just because you had this whole concept of like the go with the flow attitude and, you know, how that affected you. And I mean, you can talk to us a little bit more about it, but I also have some things that I thought would help me if you could expand on, because I think you just blew my mind with that pug, with that blog. Oh yeah. I am. I am happy to expand there. Um, yeah. The quick story is that I'm a pretty go with the flow person in general and, uh, have always kind of been like, yeah, sure. Like move to LA, move to DC, take a new job in a field I don't really understand because it sounds like it might be interesting. This is generally how I've approached life. Um, <laughs> and so... Uh, I, and why we're friends. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, very roll with the punches. Like, the fewer expectations you have, the less set up you are for disappointment and the more prepared you are for everything. So I kind of went into pregnancy thinking, like, I got this. Like, it can't 
defy my expectations if I just have no expectations. Like, maybe I'll give birth to a bagel. Who knows? <laughs> and you'll love Everything. that bagel. Exactly. Bagels are delicious. It'll just be not what I expected. Um, you know, so... I definitely went in purposely trying to like kill any expectations that I had and keep an open mind, um, which is a great technique to a point. Um, and then after that point, you kind of realize like, this is a big deal. This isn't actually taking a new weird job. This isn't dating somebody with, uh, you know, bad idea uh, characteristics that you can <laughs> break up with painfully and then go get a drink with your friends a month later. Uh, this is like a person you're bringing into your life in the world forever. Yeah. <laughs> and you need to have some expectations. You're going to. Um, and you need to do a little mental preparing. Um so that for me just came a little later, maybe. <laughs> I just delayed the freak out. Do you know, though, the keeping expectations low seems, I think, and that's what you mentioned in your, your post, you're just like, it seemed like the right idea, but it, it's, for you, it wasn't. Like, for you, there were other ways you could have made it a little bit easier for yourself. Right, exactly. And, th- and that's part of it is, um, you know, keeping expectations low is a good way to avoid disappointment mm. and pain. Um, Cause I've had friends who had fertility issues um, and my, my own mom and my mother-in-law had both had, you know, fertility issues and issues with pregnancies, not, not working out. Uh, mm. And it was a very scary thing. And I think part of it came out of, out of that like deep fear that I didn't want to deal with. Hmm. Um, yeah. And then extending to everything you ever worried about. Cause with kids, like you're going to be worried forever. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not like you can just say like, Oh, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter if you don't get the job you wanted. It is going to matter if your kid has a serious health problem or is an accident or then grows up to like, you know, have a drug problem. Like there's the stakes are just super high. Yeah. So you have to change your whole outlook on your willingness to, to think about the things that scare you and Uh just accept that they might happen. Oh, Kate showed up to be deep today. Oh yeah. Hello. I wasn't ready for that. Kate. I wasn't (laughs) ready for that. Because we're uh, we're gonna do some hand holding. My gosh, because I mean, get ready. You talk about it because that's the thing. It's like of all the life air quotes. Kate's the only person that can see my air quotes, but of all the people, (laughs) they're really good. (laughs) Of all the things that I thought were life changing, I think outside of having dowdy, maybe one other thing was life changing in my life, and everything else just wasn't. You know, and now it's yeah. It really does force you to think about things differently, and and I did not expect that. I, I think people can tell you, but until you actually have your child in your hand, that's when things change. So that brings us to a good transition and one I want to hear more about, which is Danielle, your expectations, because <laughs> I remember when you told me I'm having a baby and I could see that look in your eyes. <laughs> 
was like, she's manic too. This is going to be amazing. I can't yeah. wait. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the things that I just want to be honest about is that feeling that you have to be excited. Like you cannot be, or maybe I put it on myself, but I do feel like the moms that I've talked to, to, to say that you're scared out of your mind about having this child, it's almost like you, you're not allowed that right to be frightened. And for a while, I was just either A, not talking about it. I mean, I'd been with my partner for eight years. I think it's okay that we were having a baby. <laughs> but <laughs> even then, it was I was either not talking about it. And the few people I did tell, like, Kate, hey, I was just like, and I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not scared, shitless. Oh, damn it. Okay, <laughs> well, we'll, we'll figure out if we're cursing or not. <laughs> but so, yeah, so for me, I think it was partly keeping expectations low. I, I come from a background where you don't talk about what you have before you have it. So it was really hard for me to deal with talking about this process that was supposed to be so joyous, but had like, like you say, Kate, so many potential obstacles later on. So I'm like, how am I supposed to be excited about this infant inside of me that could potentially have so many things that I just don't know how to manage later on. So instead of dealing with that, <laughs> I just worried about my career and figured out, okay, I'm just going to pretend that having a pregnancy is not a big deal, similarly. And I'm going to just focus on how I can get back to work again, air quotes, as soon as possible. So my a lot of my pregnancy was trying to plot out very meticulously how I would re-enter into the workforce post-pregnancy, which which I'm going to have a mini meltdown rant about how ridiculous that is. And the fact that I was not able to, well, not able, I celebrated my pregnancy, but even in that process of worrying about what I was going to do with regard to work, it's not that you shouldn't if you have to meet and make ends meet. But if you are so indoctrinated, and I know I'm not making sense, but it's just the fact that our culture, especially American culture, is so disconnected to what women need when it comes to just having children. Because even yeah. the fact that we talk about six weeks and, and maternity leave will be a whole different topic. So I'm not going to go down here. But what I will say is that my pregnancy was very tainted by what I believed I needed to do to become and main, to maintain my level of professionalism, which I think is very troubling. Because my only job in that time was to ensure that my baby was healthy and that I was giving her everything that she needed. But instead... I tried to just disconnect and figure out how I could come back to normal instead of embracing the fact what I know now, you know, talking about expectations then and realities now. What I know now is that everything I do is for her and not that I'm not going to be professionally inclined, but that I do need to respect the boundaries that I didn't respect before. Everything was how am I getting ahead? Everything was how do I make sure that this pregnancy doesn't make people think I'm weak or in some way incapable of being the efficient person they need me to do? And at the end of the day, that's not what matters. Now, there may be people out there that disagree with me on that. And I think it's fine for us to have our individual opinions, but I do think you need to know why you're doing it 
you know, and what that purpose is. And I think for me, I didn't have that. So it was just to keep on the rat race. And I think now she's actually made me a better professional. Now that I'm, I'm here, I'm like, okay, why am I doing this? Oh, because I really want to, then I'm going to keep doing that. If I don't really want to, it gets kicked to the curb because I don't have the time. So my anxiety was very much so, I don't know how I'm going to live up to the standards I think other people have for me. And now I'm way more connected to what my standards are and what's important to me and only acting on what is important to me. I'm very much so like, if I can't do it and be like super stoked about it, I'm not doing it as best as I can. Like if you got to work to feed your kids, yes, you need to do that. But I don't need to be on the phone with somebody I don't like anymore. Like it's not that important. to me. <laughs> yep. You know, it's not just about the professionalism when you're talking about going to work, but I engaged with people that weren't enriching and I can't do that anymore. So I don't know if that's helpful. Maybe I'm ranting, but I was just so annoyed that I spent all this time worrying about things that weren't important. And now I'm like, okay, that was silly. <laughs> well, and, and that brings up the other side of what I was talking about earlier, which is, you know, you're still at core who you are, but it is so nice to have this really clear, like, life transition where you can say like, oh, I get to cut out a bunch of crap from my life. Like I get to actually like, you know, this, this tiny person is going to take up a lot of my time and energy. So I'm going to head to, you know, the cutting room floor Mm -hmm. and drop a bunch of stuff that I just don't really need in my life, but hadn't wanted to actually get around to, to stripping out. I don't think there's anything else because I've experienced close family loss. I've experienced the joy of marriage, but I don't think either of those gave me the freedom. I mean, maybe the family lost for a certain amount of time, but there's a time limit on that. Having a child is forever you're out to saying, I don't like you, so I'm not <laughs> dealing with you. I don't have the time for you. <laughs> like, it's just... Well, and this is another one I want to talk about, uh, maybe with another episode. Uh, but there's, like, being a pregnant person and then a mother is such a weird cultural place to be as a woman. Because mm-hmm. I think, at least for me, I was used to people not really caring about my priorities or thoughts like, Oh, you take notes in the meeting, mm-hmm. you know, is the classic example. Like, Oh, will you do that menial work? Like, Oh, will you call this person and attend this meeting? Like you're a young single female, just get it done. And now I feel like I'm, I would love to do that for you, but I'm not going to, <laughs> I'm, I'm really not. And you can see the like cranks turning sometimes in people's <laughs> brains where they're like, Oh, she has to go, I guess, talk to a baby. I think like, will, will the lean in police murder me if I, (laughs) if I F with her on this? Okay. I'm going to let that one go. (laughs) I mean, so here's something else that I think I don't want us to miss in this episode, which is the physicality of it. So just, just like, I just remember so what I call the C-section cry. So I know you had all these expectations of, 
you know, your birth plan. And for me, I was just kind of not thinking about it because I was just like, okay, ideally I do these things, but I don't know what's going to happen, blah, 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 blah. And then the doctor told me that I was going to have what here in in the United Kingdom was considered an emergency C-section. And I bawled my eyes out. I don't know where it came from. You know, and I and I do. It was the fact that all those expectations that I said I didn't have were there. And they were real. They were just pushed aside. Because you nailed it. Yeah. No one would have told me that I would start breaking down the way I did. I still don't fully under, I don't I think I need to take some moments to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a pause and come back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had the same same thing with uh uh with getting induced. So I thought I was fine. I was like, you know, I'll probably go into labor and if there's modern medicine, if I have to get induced, no big deal, zero plans, no concerns. Everybody else is so uptight. And then, um, the, you know, an hour before we drove to get dinner, before we went to the hospital, I just started crying on the phone with, with the friend who was going to come into the labor room Mm -hmm. with, with us. And then proceeded to like ball into this pizza. I scared the hell out of this poor waitress at this pizza restaurant. Like I went in and sat down while my husband parked and I was just sitting there and there's nothing more terrifying than like a 14 month pregnant woman, like crying (laughs) in, in your section at your pizza restaurant. The woman just came up and was like, can I get you some water? I was like, Oh my God. How do I ask for my tip here? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I, I had the exact same experience where, um, maybe there's something to be said for those really out of control, like, (laughs) and then we will be playing Yanni at exactly these decibels. (laughs) There will be like a, a juniper breeze scented candle not less than 18 inches from my head. I know. do not want chamomile tea. <laughs> In the building. Because <laughs> um, I remember, you know, making fun of those moms. Mm. Even as I have some friends who border on that. Like, oh, shame. Lovingly. Lovingly. And I am such an ass. <laughs> because, like... At least they're prepared for how crazy they're going to be. Like, you're going to be crazy. You're going to be crazy. Nobody's not crazy. You're pushing a human life out of your body. Like, if you weren't completely insane about it, everyone would be dead. No human race. (laughs) No, no more. We are going to talk about how (laughs) that is important later on. But, Key, we talked about our anxieties and expectations. This is so exciting. I'm so proud of us. We did it. And because we're not as completely narcissistic as we might sound, we'll also be interviewing other moms to get their perspective. Maybe throwing in a pregnant lady and let her hear herself before and after. (laughs) Oh, that'll be exciting. But for now... You need to follow us on Twitter at GoHeadMama or... We are also on Tumblr at goheadmama.tumblr.com and feel free to reach out. We would love to hear what 
everybody else wants to hear about uh, because it's all very fascinating. And until then, thanks, Mama. Thanks.